we go. Nailed it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Thank well you very much, guys. Sorry about that. No worries. I'm happy we, we're together again. Um, Worth the wait. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I'm going to start again in our introduction for anyone who's just arrived. Um, this is session two out of four of The Future Is, and it's a collaboration between EcoResolution and Napa Puri. And today we're exploring zero waste, what that means, what is a circular economy, what is circular design, um, and how we can support the shift towards this. Uh, my name's Christabel Reed. I'm the founder of EcoResolution, uh, Action, Education for Action platform which aims to ignite imaginations and empower action to create a world that thrives and I'm joined by three very very special people today um, Josephine Phillips the founder of Sojo the UK's first clothing alterations and repairs app which is really cool and really exciting and much needed Ishita Cabra-Davies the founder of Virotation the social fashion rental platform and Alice Eady, a doc documentary photographer, filmmaker, activist, and the co-founder of Earthrise, which I'm sure many of you are aware of. And Alice Eady is also Napa Puri's host for this um, series of Instagram Lives, which is great. And we're talking about zero waste and circular economies because we have a huge global waste crisis. Well over, not well over, 99% that's enough of the stuff that we buy is trashed within the first six months of having it. And this contributes to a massive 2.12 billion tons of waste every year. And this is expected to rise 70% by 2050. And then if we zoom into the fashion industry, 73% of 53 million tons of garments, tons of garments produced every year end up in landfill. And only 1% of garments are actually recycled. And do bear with me when I go through these scary facts. I'm contextualizing the beauty of what these, um, what our guests are going to be talking about today. Um, the CO2 emitted by the industry is more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. And crucially, the impact of this ecological devastation impacts those least responsible and those most marginalized from access to the spheres which have created and indeed perpetuate this kind of production and economy. So this is an ecological and a social justice crisis. Um, but the good news is that, and what we're exploring today, is that this can be transformed and indeed it is being transformed through imagination, through creativity, through innovation, by learning from nature, replicating nature's cycles, shifting from linear um, economies to a circular economy. So linear is like you take materials out of the ground, you create something and then they disappear and stop using them. In a circular economy, you take materials, hopefully ones that have already been taken out of the ground, and you create something with a design where it fits into a circular design so the value maintains there and you're able to continue to, to have a regenerative, positive feedback loop. So enough from me, but um, I hope you're with me. Just It's important for us to really understand actually the, the huge scale of what we're facing um, so that we can all really become impassioned by the exciting solutions. Um, so wonderful guests. I'd love to hear a bit about, you know, um, what you do, what you're about, and what shifting towards zero waste or circular economies means to you. Um, Josephine, could you kick us off and then Ishita and then Alice? Yes, of course. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm the founder of Sojo, which is an app for clothing alterations and repairs. And I think the key aspect there and sort of what zero waste means to me and what it means to my business um, is really the repair side of things um, in which 
we're essentially stopping things from going into the bin, which is a really, when something is damaged, which is a really, really common way for things to get thrown away. Um, when a zip is broken or when there's a huge rip, you know, it's the first port of call within our culture is to put it in the bin. And I think what we want to do is make it really easy, totally easy to basically repair it so that it's just as good as new and you can keep loving it for longer. Um, but I also really just want to say as well that the alteration side is also quite a zero waste aspect because tailoring clothing to you is creating a new connection with your clothes it's making sure it fits your exact shape and also it makes it sort of makes your clothing dynamic in as much as if you change body shape you can tailor the clothes to you so that's really also about keeping clothes out of landfill so that you can love them for a lifetime even if you change you know change body or anything like that so um that's what it means to me and i, I think it's really really important that we're sort of marrying sustainability and zero waste with convenience and that's what sojo is hoping to do Awesome. Thank you so much. Over to you, Ashita. Yeah, uh, to me, the virotation, you know, we're a social network connecting lenders and renters with each other, thereby, you know, able to share and borrow. So kind of like Sisterhood uh, of the Traveling Pants, if you guys remember that movie, really <laughs> being able to, you know, still wear new, even though it's not a new item that you've bought for yourself. Uh, actually, you know, the experience of wearing something that's different uh, so it's really about the sharing economy for us. You know, this is an economy that's valued at about three billion by 2025. Um, and, you know, we've seen this happen with cars. We've seen this happening with apartments, houses. Um, it just makes that, uh, a lot of um, sense, I guess, for it to now come to fashion because fashion is one of the most polluting in the world. And today we're all wearing clothes. We're all wearing fashion clothes. Um, so that's something that, you know, we're kind of... Um, thinking about, you know, from by rotation perspective, you know, really fix the consumption side of the um, overconsumption. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. So exciting. Um, and Alice, what, tell us a bit about you and, and what shifting towards zero waste and circular economy economies means. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm a filmmaker and has led me to many places. Um, but in recent years, front lines of climate change. And I guess what that did was made me realize how intersectional an issue climate change is. Um, that's led me to climate activism, seeing what we have firsthand on these front lines um, has made me really passionate about climate justice. And that's a kind of reframing of understanding change. Yes, of course, as a climate, of course, as a biodiversity crisis, but also as a social justice crisis. Mm. I'm really passionate about human stories and I think human stories need to be part of all our storytelling and I think that's also to this conversation about weight. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about fast fashion here today but uh, you know, our toxic relationship with fashion goes far deeper than just the relentless need for new clothes. It's also about how we view our position in the world and on the planet. We are resources existing on this planet as if we had another one to go. Um, and I guess where I come from as an activist or, or something that I think about is the distinction between indi our individual responsibility and our corporate responsibility. So we absolutely have individual responsibility. We should all be doing everything that we can to reduce our waste. Um, but there is a limit to what we can do as individuals. And so it becomes about encouraging and holding corporations to account. And how does this link to storytelling, which to me... I think is at the heart 
for this? How can we tell better stories? There is in part a total crisis of waste, as you said, Christabel, um, because we are so disconnected from the people who are involved in the supply chains, the people who make clothes, the textiles, the garments themselves, the t materials that are used. I think corporations do have a big responsibility because in a way they have been creating stories. They have been creating cultures that disconnect us from the reality of what's happening on the ground. Mm. Um, you know, I'll use one example. I recently traveled to uh, the Amazon to film an incredible young activist called Nina Gualinga, an indigenous activist. When we are wearing a summer dress, I don't think we think about the fact that, you know, so much, many of our clothes are made from oil um, and from violent extractivism. And so the same issues that I see her fighting on the ground, I'm so disconnected from that reality when it comes to the clothes we wear. So I think, you know, yes, we need to be really realistic about the facts that you outlined, Christabel, but there's also a lot of opportunity here to do things better. Do things differently. We need incredible. Oh, beautiful, well so inspiring. Thank you. And leading on from what Alice was just sharing about the importance of like the, the stories and, and storytelling, I feel that there's been such a big narrative, especially um, as I was growing up, about this idea that you don't wear clothes all at once, and that kind of the height of sophistication is to wear one. Kind of outfit and then toss it like kind of or not toss it but never wear it again like in clueless or something like that which was like seen as very cool in my school growing up josephine um i'd love to hear about some of the ways that you um believe we can reimagine our relationship with how we consume clothes and our and fashion and like our relationship with fashion and the clothes that we wear yeah i think i really resonated with what alice said um when it came to sort of like stories and humanizing fashion um because for me i really think that that's where everything changed i think when it's about making consumers change the way they consume fashion or changing their relationship with fashion it's kind of starts with education because for me it was like once you know about it you can't go back and you can't turn a blind eye to it and i think realizing there's someone on the end of it who is probably you know a woman of color or you know realizing that communities are being destroyed by whatever item you want to buy from whatever fast fashion retailer and connecting yourself in the west on whatever high street in whatever shop to those people and making people realize that it's about those humans um and about those women and making it a feminist issue and making it you know really really personalizing it um because you can really believe in feminism and be like we're yeah intersectional feminists and then be completely partaking in fast fashion i think that connection and that bridge is really important to to make um and it's what really moved me into the space but also kind of like I touched on earlier. I also think about the fact that if we want people to reimagine consumption and reimagine their relationship with clothing and reimagine sort of sustainable fashion, we have to make it really easy and equally affordable because I think quite often sustainability is completely married with something that's less convenient and more expensive. And fundamentally, like there is a newsagent's on my street and that's not a zero waste food store. And if I wanted to go to one, you know, I'm traveling over a mile, you know, it, it just makes it harder and it's more expensive. So I think really tapping into the whole convenience aspect and price aspect and making sure that sustainability is that option for people, then there's sort of like no option to say no. It's like exactly the same price and convenience, but it's better for the people and the planet. And I think that will really help people to 
rethink the way they consume and what they consume. So sort of trying to tap into both those things um, is really important. And just bringing it slightly back to Sojo, like one thing that we do is we show which seamster is altering your clothing or repairing your clothing. We show a picture of them and we do a little backstory saying, you know, Steve has been doing it for 40 years. He learned when he was 15 from his brother, you know, that type of thing, because then you're connected to the person who is actually doing your clothing. And that is it's it's kind of emotive and I think it's really important and you know you're supporting local community and I, I just think that bringing the humans into it is so important because capitalism completely eradicates them and I think just bringing it back to that so I really resonated with what Alice said and hopefully maybe I've just repeated it in different words um, but yeah that, that I think is really the, the key to helping people. <laughs> totally, totally and I think I love what you speak about humanizing fashion and like rebuilding our relationships in our local communities and how we consume rather than it being this kind of very unconscious um, throwaway culture where we just buy, buy, buy and then throw away, throw away, throw away with like kind of no recognition of the energy, the materials, the people, the stories behind our clothes. Um, mm. I also love what you're kind of speaking about in, in the power of mending and repairing because that's a very traditional way of, of being, which has been, which my, my mother mended all her sister. She has seven brothers and sisters and she was making all their clothes, mending all their clothes. And it's actually very recently that we live in a culture where that's just not the norm. Mm. I think it's falling back in love with supposedly more traditional ways of being. That's not even traditional, it just makes sense. It's just a more beautiful way mm. to be. Um, it's, it's so cool, Sojo, and I hope that you can expand very soon with it as well. Um, and I think it's interesting hearing about birotation and Sojo because this is talking about kind of a circular economy once the design has already not necessarily been circular. So it's kind of solutions on how to expand circular economy and shift towards zero waste. But design is integral to the circular economy because, and, and it's what will transform it because more than 80% of all environmental impacts on products are determined at that design stage. So while tradi traditional design focuses on considering kind of what the experience is for the consumer, for the user end, um, circular design takes a much broader, bigger picture and has to consider not just the user, but also the system and what's going to happen when that user no longer wants the, the item. Um, so Alice, I'd love to hear you speak a bit about circular production. Like what does cradle to cradle mean? Um, and what are brands such as Napa Puri doing in order to design out waste from the system? I want to pick up, sorry to throw back to you, Josephine, but on something you said, because I think this is a phrase that has really, uh, a part of circular design and cradle to cradle, but is also just such an important philosophy, framework, manifesto, and it's just the simplicity of thinking about have to be good for both people. Um, and yeah, as you outlined, Christabel, circularity is about genuinely sustainable and regenerative system. It's about limiting waste. It's about, you know, thinking about of these garments, these textiles, these clothes, when they go back into the biosphere. Um, cradle to cradle, uh, I guess what's really inspiring about that, as you also said, is that it's based on natural systems. It's a new design frame, really inspired by nature. Um, and to give you a tangible example, um, I want to talk about Napa Piri's um, circular series. So this is literally an inspection, which is 100% recyclable. It's made from one material, um, and they're partnered with Eknil. All right. All right, well. I think so, yeah. Um, and that's like regenerated nylon. Uh, they have a take program. After two years, you can give it back. 
it will be either made new yarn or into new products. This is so important, and these kind of, you know, these these changes of make require like and dedication and commitment. This is a transformation mm. that now made in fourteen months, which is wild. Of course, it's but it is possible. Um, and these are the kind of things that we have to do. We have to use our imagination. We have to reimagine our relationship with materials, with clothes, um, to really encompass both people and plants, people who make clothes, but also our systems. And this series got a, this, um, the circular series, they got a cradle to cradle gold certification. And I want to read you out just what's included in that because I do think it picks up on both things of including both people and planet. So to get the certification, you have to take, take into account material health, material reuse, water stewardship, renewable energy, carbon management. I think those are really important metrics to really be, and it can't just be a few brands, it has to be throughout the industry by all brands. Thank you so much. I think that's such an important point about also scalability. So you can have these pockets of really exciting innovation and, and creativity and imagination that's, that's going on throughout the, the fashion industry, but it comes down to scalability, like how, how quickly can that become just the norm? Um, and it's really, really exciting steps, definitely going in the right direction. Um, that this series that we're doing with Napa Puri is called A Future Is, and it's very much about looking to the future and, and envisaging what our collective futures and cultures can look like. And I'd love to open this question to each of you to, to hear from you, like what does the future in your imagination look like to you? Kind of what is your vision that, that you want to work towards? Yeah, so I think um, for me, the future and the future of sort of zero waste fashion or sustainable fashion really is about watching like all these subsets of ways that you consume fashion sustainably or can engage in fashion sustainably and just watching them all grow and flourish in different ways so like I think that the rental space is so incredible and so is the swapping and hopefully so is the repairing and altering but I also think and this is just a small caveat as well is um, I know it's usually more expensive and you are still creating new things when it comes to sustainable clothing that's made new but i also really hope that sustainable fashion can be a way for um communities women and the millions of workers in the global south to actually like elevate in terms of like paying them correctly like i don't want to just basically eradicate the manufacturing in those countries and eradicate manufacturing clothing entirely even though i know that's also an aim so I just feel like the future will be all of it. So it will be the swapping, but it will also be sustainable, paying the workers fairly new clothes in a sort of, in a better way and also repairing. I just think that the future is a really wonderful mix of all sustainable fashion. Um, and and I think just moving away from fast fashion, really. <laughs> that's, the, that's the aim. <laughs> Love that. The future is not fast fashion. Before we finish, I wanted to just invite any of you to kind of share a last few words about how they can support, how people can support your work, or perhaps really integrate um, a zero waste and circular approach to the way that they go about their lives. Um, Josephine, would you like to start? Yes, for sure. Um, so obviously you can find Sojo on Instagram. We have like a lovely community that we're growing there. Um, and we talk about all things sustainable fashion equally. You can download the app and basically once you start tailoring, you won't ever go back. The clothes will fit you wonderfully. You'll feel great. Start repairing your clothes. It's so easy. Thank you, Josephine. I've got this huge bag of clothes um, that I've 
been meaning to mend myself over the years and they all go like into this one bag and like you'll never do it. Mend it it's not happening so I'm really excited like you're gonna use soju um and Ishita um yeah any kind of final remarks for people yeah sure I mean the way that I approach sustainability circularity zero waste to buy less to buy better and share have you know whether that's renting um lending you know borrowing swapping medicine um, and really value these quality people that you are still enjoying yourself. Um, and in terms of where you can find us, um, so that's Biorotation Official on Instagram or Biorotation.com. We're free to download on iOS or Android. Um, and if you're in the UK, please do check out the app. Um, we'd love to have you as part of our community. And thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this live. Pleasure. Thank you so much. And Alice. I think I was connect disconnecting there, but um, I'm still with you. Yeah, you're um, with So, um, yeah, I really would mirror what you've just said. Um, let's buy less and treasure what we own. Um, I love that phrase, the most sustainable thing is the one that's already in your wardrobe. Yeah. But, um, of course, we love fashion. Fashion is such a powerful way to tell stories about others and tell stories about ourselves. So if you are going to buy new items, support the brands that are doing incredible things that are innovating like Napa Piri and so many others. Um, that's really where the work begins and being very, very conscious about everything that we buy. Um, I think we have it in us, you know, we are able to really treasure and value certain items of clothing we have that have stories attached to them. So I'll finish by coming back to storytelling. I've said that word a million times, but I really am so passionate about it. You know, if you have your, whether it's you know, a, a dress that's given to you by your grandmother, your mother's wedding dress, whatever it is, we don't throw those pieces of clothes away. Um, so if we can reconnect to stories, if we can reconnect to human stories in particular, I genuinely believe we can move towards a future with zero waste. So holding on to that. Beautiful, thank you. We lost Josephine really sadly, but Josephine, I'm sending you so many thanks for, for, for your time and energy and all the incredible work that you're doing and all the incredible work that you're all doing. Um, I've loved hosting this session. It's been a real honor. And for everyone watching, um, next Thursday, we're going live again. Not this week, the next week. I've missed many meetings by getting that being confused, what people mean <laughs> next week or next Thursday. Anyway, next Thursday is the future is compassionate. Um, we're going to be talking about how humans are capable of not only preventing ecological destruction, but also of creating um, thriving, compassionate, beautiful cultures together. And then the last uh, one in the series is going to be the future is traceable. So looking at um, global supply chains and many other exciting things. Um, so thank you again from Eco Resolution and Napa Puri. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye.